Welcome to the Orient Outlook podcast. Mo money, mo problems. I'm Steve Nussbaum, and sitting alongside me is my good friend, Southstead, chum, mid dad legend, <laughs> Mr. Paul Levy. Thanks, mate. Welcome back, everybody, to episode number 27 following the Scunthorpe game yesterday. Just the usual housekeeping. Uh, we've just broken the 1,200 uh, Twitter followers. Yeah, so thank thanks, you everybody. Very much. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely great amazing landmark, far ahead of sort of any other fan run uh, media, which we are absolutely delighted about. We're also on Instagram at or, uh, so which, which would be Orient underscore Outlook underscore podcast. Um, if you're looking for inclusion in the podcast or for retweet, it needs to have at Orient Outlook. You need to tweet us. That's our Twitter account name. You can email us, orientoutlook at outlook.com. We apologise that this is probably going to be quite a lengthy um, podcast. I think some of you uh, assume that it will be, just because there is so much to get through from stuff that's happened on the forums, as you'll probably be aware, stuff that happened from last week, yesterday's game. I've got a super long rant today, so... Let's get cracking. Yeah, I'm looking forward to your super long rant because oh, I, yeah, yeah, I, I, I haven't it. looked at your plans on purpose. So, you know, I'm looking forward to it. So, cool. as Paul said, episode 27 is here. It is happening now. Episode 26 happened last week. And thanks for all the listens and all the reviews. We can't mention any, well, we can't mention all of them, but no. here are our select choices at Jason Doe 65761652. Latest episode. Fantastic. The best listen so far this season. The players need to show some pride. I would take 20th right now. At, yep. Yep, at Info Newport, well done to you. Uh, how do you do it? Professional, concise and enjoyable. Your analysis is absolutely spot on. No frills, great. Yeah, sorry about the no frills. We're not good at frills. Um, <laughs> we just tell it how it is. Yeah. So, yeah, cheers for that. Absolutely. At Teresa E17 said, Listen last night to the last podcast. Your estimation of yesterday and the team is spot on. Can't get much worse. Up the O's, Teresa, it can, and it and it does. And it does, yeah. And <laughs> Teresa, I met you in the Supporters Club yesterday. Thanks very much um, for your additional donation to the um, Prostate Cancer UK badges that we got made up. And thanks for, for your terrific feedback. Cheers for listening. Oh, absolutely, yep. Um, also yesterday... Yep. Um, some of you who sit near us in the South Stand haven't actually listened to us before. So those of you that are now, Christine and Ken particularly, welcome on board. Hope you enjoy what we're doing, although this is going to be not the most happiest of, of episodes. Yep, at Dear Stu, said a very passionate podcast, boys. I agree with you that we all need to get behind the boys and support and not stay away. Yeah, yep. at Alex1088 underscore. Amazing podcast on the weekend, guys. Always something to look forward to in Orient, lose away from home. Keep it up. At Magnus Pugner, said spot on again, gents. Let's get an outlook section in the stadium, get vocally positive and breathe some life into LRFC. Mate, I'd be well up for that. Um, Angelo, get in touch. We'd love to sort that out. Mr. Bichetti, you know who we are. <laughs> At Orient Outlook, get in contact. Let's do it. At Stephen J. Clark, good stuff again, boys. You didn't mention Jay Simpson in your striker combos. Need him back fit and sharpish. That's a great point. Where is Jay Simpson? What's he doing? Mate. Anyone seen Jay Simpson, call, uh, call 999 and report him in. <laughs> Gone missing. Missing person. Yeah. <laughs> At Ben LOFC, just had a listen. A great, no-nonsense, orient podcast. Look forward to the next edition. Keep up the good work. Up the O's. 
Thanks, mate. At Mike Brown Music, uh, a regular contributor. Good podcast, lads. I think the problem with mid is Romain Vincelo has been given a more advanced role. He's our ball winner and our legs, which is a good point. Is he being played too far forward? That's absolutely superb. Well, something I hadn't actually noticed until that point was brought up, but yeah. great point. At Orient Stats, good listen again, guys. Thanks for the mention. Glad you mentioned about Pritchard, as that was the reason he put the tweet out in reference to Pritchard's uh, second... Leading assist maker yeah. at Orient this season. Yep, cheers. At O's Fan Zone, having been listening to the Orient Outlook podcast, very impressed. A must listen to for all you Orient fans out there. Good account too. And likewise to you, sir. Absolutely. Um, badges are here. So if you didn't see us yesterday, we started selling out, listen to Orient Outlook podcast badges and all the money goes at Pro- Prostate Cancer UK. So we were outside the South Stand entrance yesterday. We've made, I believe, £215 so far. So thanks to all of you who have bought badge, and we will continue to sell them. Yeah, um, also amazing. Yeah, no, it's a terrific effort, and and we've got a few months left before um, the actual game itself. So from that point of view, you know, we want to try and shift as many as we can so that we can donate yep. as much as possible and to make as much money. There's possible, some yep. badges in the supporters club. Karen Harrison, speak to her; she will happily help you take your money and provide Superb. you with a badge. Super. Also, just a quick shout to those that don't fully support Orient, i.e., those that have other clubs. I've been made aware of a couple of people, Richard Sternberg and Mark Carter in particular. So welcome one. And all. If you're listening to us and you're not an Orient fan but have a passing interest, welcome on board and uh, we hope you like what you hear. Yeah, Maybe that. come down and catch a game sometime. Absolutely. So moving on, the week that was, Monday 26th of Jan. So rumours started um, from at Sky Sports Amy. Um, and she tweeted about just before midday saying, sources are telling me that Leighton Orient Sporting Director Mauro Minalese has left the club. And the statement issued, um, sorry, the club issued the following statement l- later. Um, very short, very brief. It said um, the Italian joined the club in the summer following the takeover by Francesco Bichetti and also had a Spurs manager before Fabio Liverani took charge. The club would like to thank Mauro for his work during his time at the O's. And that was yeah. it. And with that, Mauro's gone. Brief stint at Leighton Orient was done and yeah. good. And the Guardian said, the Guardian newspaper, it is understood differences in opinion over transfer policy with manager Fabio Liverani played a major role in Milanese's depart departure. I mean, for me at the start of the season, I thought initially he was the root cause of our problems. He was quite yeah, vocal he, to... You didn't um, like him, did you? No, I actually genuinely thought he, he was the root cause of it all. He was too outspoken when talking to fans, quite too honest on away days when he met fans on the trains and, and at stations. Yeah. But actually when he was interim manager and he changed the style of play, and, and which which was much better suited to the players rather than the long ball rubbish that we'd, we'd sort of got from, from Nugent. You know, he used his footballing brain at times to make changes mid-game. You know, I remember he took Lowry off once because he, he was on a yellow and replaced him it was yeah. a sensible thing to do so it actually endeared me more to him um, it's something that Slade really didn't seem to do question is you know what, what happens now is that role going to be filled or, or not oh absolutely great question um, and, and someone suggested Martin Ling as that role sporting director which wouldn't be too bad a shout given that he's got connections around the game never going to happen mate no it's not, um, bad. It's not a bad shout what, absolutely. what do you think um, I was quite surprised actually as I thought that um, Mero was quite close to Bichetti and I thought that Bichetti was going to Mauro for advice. So my question is, who is Bichetti going to now to get his advice? You know, um, For me, Mauro has obviously clashed with Liverani. Um, things haven't worked out and he's had to leave. But I do feel a bit sorry for him. Do you? you? Know, well, if he wasn't recruiting players or wasn't allowed to, what, what was he actually supposed to be doing mm. in his role? You know, if, if Liverani wants that role, which he quite rightly does, then what was Mauro there for? Um, and, you know, we're only a League One club. Did we actually need a sporting director? Yeah. And I don't, I don't think we will replace him. No. Um, 
But as you said, when he was our manager, you could clearly see within two games what his football philosophy was on the floor, built from the back, nice, patient football. And I think he made more of an impact than what Liverani made as manager already. Like I don't know what Liverani's tactics are. I can't yeah. figure out what Liverani's trying to do. Whereas with Mauro, I knew what he was trying to do. So, you know, fair play. All the best to him. I reckon he could make a decent manager one day. I Possibly. Really maybe in the right club. But there was a lot of feedback on this. Michael with a one for the eye. Michael, at Michael Shea said, not particularly surprised, will continue to be difficult to recruit English managers resistant to the sporting director role. Yeah, good point. At the Authentic Gaz, it beats me how a team League One can possibly know now be without a sporting director. Now we are in really big trouble. <laughs> yeah, fair play. Uh, Atri's uh, E17 again what else can happen are the wheels coming off behind the scenes as well as on the pitch yeah at Taser Junior says shows how no one on the board has a plan we're a club built on stability 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 (laughs) and at the moment there is none Um, at Steve Edwards 43 am I the only one that feels my East London club has become an Italian club based in East London just don't feel right also on Monday on a sadder note the club tweeted that they were saddened to hear about the loss of a former player, Dave Groombridge, who was a keeper, and he passed away um, on this Saturday before that. So rest in peace. And, yeah. You know, condolences yeah, to the family. Absolutely, absolutely. Then on Tuesday, uh, the twenty seventh of January, it's confirmed that Matt Baldry is staying and not going to Peterborough on loan. One of the reasons behind Milanese's departure is Fabio wanted Baldry to stay, but Milanese didn't. Personally, I'm not bothered, having felt he's bit he's not been the same. As last season, I suppose, like the rest of the squad, I, I wouldn't have been too sad to see him go. But, uh, you know, and having seen him play yesterday, I thought it was atrocious. I wouldn't have been <laughs> I wouldn't have Mate, been sad to see him go. Bit harsh. For me, I'm quite happy. I think he's a different kind of defender to Clark and Lowry. He's a, he's a better footballer than Clark and Lowry, that's for sure. He's more skillful footballer. Um, but because but, he's prone to, to a mistake. But that yeah. makes him open and prone yeah. to a mistake. But he's got a good relationship with Clark. We'll see. Yeah. We'll I'll talk about that in my rant later. Okay, mate. We also tweeted Sean Batsy how he's getting on with his injury, and he replied, Thanks for that, Sean, at Batman underscore 14. Said, I'm back in full training all this week, and if it all goes well, I'll be available for Saturday. Yeah. Wednesday was Gianvito's birthday. Happy birthday, Gianvito. And then on Thursday was show races in the red card. They held an education day and workshop with local schools at the club with uh, Kevin Lisby and Lloyd James making uh, an appearance there, as does Captain's Log uh, via the Leighton Orient YouTube channel. So I think that's youtube.com forward slash Leighton Orient official. Something like that. Something like that. So yeah, Clark was interviewed and he uh, said, we understand the reality of the situation we are in. Worth a watch. It's always good to kind of get an insight from the club and the club do some great stuff on YouTube. So well worth a watch. And then on Friday, it was confirmed that Bradford at home, uh, the league fixture has been moved back a day to Wednesday the 18th of February due to Bradford's involvement in the FA Cup. Their FA Cup game is now being played on the Sunday, which is why we are now not playing on the Tuesday. So, Makes sense. A Wednesday game for the O's. Yeah. Crazy, all right. Yeah. Adam Ledgkins uh, was interviewed on a site called Fan Book. Um, they basically caught up with him. Uh, he's had, an, for those of you who aren't aware, he had an operation to repair some damage to uh, his shoulder that was done on the over the Christmas period. So he said, yep. thankfully, it was a complete success. Obviously, disappointing what happened on Boxing Day. And there were a couple of weeks where they thought that I might be able to come back conservatively without the need for surgery. But unfortunately, I was unable to avoid it. But it's been successful. The damage was a little bit more severe than what they anticipated. But they repaired it all. And now I'm commencing my recovery. So get well soon. Adam Legends. Yeah, as I say, after yesterday, I think people will be praying for him to come back. 
Who knows? Who knows? That's just a dip- whole department. <laughs> that might have been sorted <laughs> yeah. um, so then Fabio Liverani did his usual uh, weekly interview. Yeah, he'd done that. A um, few quotes we've taken. We haven't taken the whole thing, but just a few. Yeah. Fabio said, the team have worked well in training this week to get things right, and I'm expecting a stronger performance from them with more hunger and desire to get points, especially we are as we are back at home. This is funny reading this, because we do the plan throughout the week. It's funny reading the comments prior to the match. Yeah, I'm actually how, laughing how at the moment. How much of a foul it is. Yeah. It's like... I've just like double face palm because one isn't enough. <laughs> so, yeah. Can I also say this is amazing because as we're doing this podcast, we can see our tweets coming through and we've had about 12 to 13 notifications that we're being tweeted while this is recording. <laughs> so thanks to at Ian Manny, Rene John, at Orient Meat Pie, at Alex088 because your, your tweets are coming up while we're recording. Wicked. Um, as it happens live. So let's get on to the real crux of the podcast for this this week's episode. So Scunthorpe at home, I, we actually heard that they actually hadn't been able to train much this week because they had a frozen training pitch. Yep, while they were in um, London, they're, they're, I think it was while they were in London, wherever they were staying, they couldn't train. So that should have worked to our advantage. But as we've been doing the last couple of weeks, we've got some stats from our Orient Stats. They give some great stats worth a follow. Um, Scunthorpe United are unbeaten in their last seven away league matches and have, fa- and have scored in their last nine away league games. Also, they'd failed to keep a clean sheet in their last 12 league matches. Nothing really changed there. Well, then. 13 now. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. the team lineup yesterday was Woods in goal, Omazusi uh, at right back, with Baldry and Clark as your centre back, Sawyer at left back, with Pritchard on the right, Lundstrom, Vincelo pulling the strings in the middle, I use that term loosely, and then Cox on the left wing, with Dagnall and Plasmati up front, which you were quite okay with because you don't think Dagnall Mooney For works so well. For me, Dagnall Mooney doesn't work, so I expected to see Plasmati start, if I'm honest. So I was alright with that. Disappointed to see Erdley not start, yeah. after I heard good reports last week. Yeah. Disappointed to see Hedges not start. Yeah. But we'd heard reports that, you know, both of those were Mauro's signing, which might contribute to Mauro going. Yeah. And I think Hedges turned up at Preston and Liverani was like, Who are you? Literally, who are you? Yeah, why yeah, Mauro goes to it. Yeah, apparently the word word yeah. is that Mauro was like, Here you go, I've got these guys for you. He's like, Who are these guys? That's just crazy. So, so yeah. they were dropped and I thought, I thought it sounded like Hedges, they were both quite unfortunate. I would have quite liked to have seen yeah. them. Subs. Um, Subs Granger. Lowry, I actually was saying before the game I'd like to see Clark Baldry because I think Lowry's not been doing so well in the last couple of games. Um, you got your wish. Yep, right on the bench. I thought Wright should have started because Scunthorpe were an ex-team of his. You know what happens when players play against their ex-team and often end up having blinders. Yeah. Bit spot not to see Wright play. Um, Hedges on the bench. Henderson making his long-awaited return. Yep, lovely. So nice to have you back, Darius. Back from his holiday. And my big old good fave, Dave Moon. Moons. Yeah. Right, okay. So we started well. Yeah, we started well. I thought first ten minutes we were really good. Looked sharp. You could see we were trying to get the ball forward as quick as what we could. Yeah, thought Dagnall was very unlucky to hit the post. It was a really tight angle because we yeah. see it just behind that goal. Their and keeper it, was well lucky. He hit it well. well I thought Dagnall hit it really well. We were he really did. unlucky last season. That goes that in. in. We get yeah. an early goal. We build on it and entrounce them. But yeah, you know, as but, it's been this season, yeah, just typical, typical. Scunthorpe have a corner. We half clear it. Ball breaks to their man, which was quite lucky. And to be fair, I don't know who scored for him, but he that scored good well. Goal. Yeah, good Sam goal. Not, I think his name not is. much you could blame there. Maybe no. maybe Omo could have got to his man slightly quicker. Clutch. The problem that we had is, and the problem that we had with Colchester last week and this week is not closing yeah, the just ball, ball down and and stopping crosses coming in. Ball That's watching. our problem. Yeah, ball yeah. Just, so yeah. for me, the first, in headlights. The first goal was just a good goal. Ball dropped to their man yeah, off his deflection well. and he took it well. But you could see, though, after that goal, they Scunthorpe started targeting their left wing and our right back in Omo. It all was going through, that, through those channels. 
So I don't know if they saw him as a weakness or or what. Whatever but they, they were definitely definitely yeah. um, highlighting that there. Um, and then a disastrous second goal, one that Woods will not want to see again, and one that we've seen a couple of times today. The ironic thing for me is when McSheffrey crosses the ball, it's actually going wide. wide. That should, for me, be an own goal for Woods because that ball ain't going in the net. Woods kind of claws it and changes and it the swerve his, on the ball. slips through his hands and it goes into the back of the net. It's terrible. Absolutely shocking. Terrible Completely goal. not the confidence out of the team. And do you know what a big thing for me there is? Go on. Not one of those defenders goes and pats Woods on the back and says, get up, let's go. They all just leave him to hold his head in his hand. Yeah. And for me, you know, last season they would if that was Jones, they would have gone up to Jones, given him a pat on the back, said, Come on. Not one of those defenders, very interestingly, wouldn't have said anything. Good to him. good spot that. Really yeah. good spot. Cheers, man. So that completely knocks the stuffing out of you, doesn't it? And yeah. the confidence, heads go down. We then started to misplace plenty of passes, lack of shape. I didn't really think Lundstrom pulled strings. I don't actually think Lundstrom... Lundstrom was okay last season in a decent side. He didn't have to do too much because the 10 around him were, were, were better than him. But in a, in a team now that aren't doing very well, he isn't the Premier League pedigree that you need. Oh, absolutely. Do you know what I mean? Oh, so I, I don't think, you know, his, his passing's okay, but... He's just not where Vince Lowe, like we said earlier, is going in that forward position. He's not doing the legwork and pulling those decent if, passes if, across if you, field. If you're gonna have, if you're gonna play four four two, and you're gonna have two central midfielders, if you're gonna have someone like Vince Lowe, which is fine, a ball winner, someone who's the engine, then alongside him, you've got to have someone who's the opposite of him, someone who can take the ball and do that threaded pass to get the ball in quickly behind the defence. And that in Lundstrom, Lundstrom's a side passer. Yeah. Might so be an old player we had called Matthew Spring. Yeah, yeah. I think I mentioned it later, but anyway, yeah, yeah. yeah. Anyway. Um, also for me in the first half, Plasmatis' effort from 45 yards would have, would have been one of the greatest goals ever, but I didn't go anywhere near the goal. So, utter, utter tripe. It really was. So I think we're just going to close the first half there about going into any other detail because yeah. worth saying. So half-time, 2-0. 2-0 down. After They've a good start, after yeah. a decent first 10 minutes, but then we Heads start in Colchester, Brighton. We start every game. The first 10, 20 minutes yeah. we start well and then it just fades. And the first goal knocks the stuffing out of us. Yeah. Um, attendance was confirmed at 5,184, 591 away. Decent yeah. showing from Stunfork, to be yeah. fair. Fair play. Um, but yeah, Plasmatic offered very little. Pritch has now got to that point where, you know, he works hard, but he's just not a work winger. He's just not meant to play on the right side. No, he's not. Maybe well, we all know that. We all know it was a filler role because Joby McEnough hasn't done enough to to to, to be there. And, and obviously now he's injured. Yeah, to be fair, to Pritch, I mean, if the manager says you're going to start right, right wing, he's not going to say, actually, Gaff, I don't want to play there. It's not my position. So you can't really blame Pritch yeah, for playing there. Sit on the bench, sit in the stand. Of course he's not going to say, I'll do my best. It's been a weakness for, what, two months not having a right winger? It's a week and why they it. targeted our right side. Absolutely. I mean, he's brought Hedges in. Surprising that Hedges didn't play yesterday, yeah, I've got to say. 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 Unless Hedges has, take, has taken a knock in training. Don't think so. I don't think he has, but... Just because he wasn't Fabio signing. So he came out for the second half. Good to see Henderson back. So Henderson was brought on for Plasmati, who received yeah. a lot of criticism, to be fair. Most of it probably justified, I'd have to say. For me, I wanted to see two changes... I was saying Henderson for Plasmati, which I got. I yeah. also wanted to see Mooney for Lundstrom. I also wanted Mooney to come on, Lundstrom to go off, and I wanted to see the diamond take effect that worked so well at Preston. Yeah. I wanted to see that. We didn't see that. No. And within three minutes, same old story, terrible start to the second half, bad goal to concede. I mean, you've disagreed on this, haven't we? A little bit. So yeah. we, Scunthorpe had the ball, counter-attack. Ball comes across. Ball field. comes across. Sawyer is out of position. 
Their man gets it, runs into our area. Baldry, who's the centre back, gets drafted over to the left back position. But then just runs around in sort of like a semicircle type thing. So the ball comes out to to their right, so targeting our left back, because at this point, Cox had obviously been given a free roll to run around, so it left Gary Sawyer exposed at left back. So Gary Sawyer, for whatever whatever his position is actually meant to be, um, at that particular yeah. set piece of play, he's caught infield, so he's not at left back, so their man receives the ball quite comfortably all the time in the world, Matteo Baldry sees that he's got the ball, but he then looks to see where he's just, his he, man is. He's just is. slow to close down, essentially. And he, and, and he lets the guy run, puts the ball, whips the ball round, and their guy slides into the back post, Easy which goal. Clark was, was at fault goal. for. And I spoke to a mate last night, uh, and, and, and he said that they were all shouting, Clark, you're the wrong side of him. Get, yeah. You're the wrong side. The ball comes across, and of course the guy beats Clark to it. Clark was three paces off. Off of him, and the guy slides in at the back post and catches it. Can I just say, Cox for me is a left winger. He's not someone who can play behind the front two or on the right side of midfield. He's our best creative midfielder. Play him on the left wing and just, just leave him there. In there. Yeah. yeah, get the ball to him. He, he goes on. He goes anonymous. Yeah. So Cox was playing in the hole. We didn't really have a left winger, which meant that Sawyer was open to attack all through the second half. Yeah. And when I attacked him, he, he was gone, which meant Baldry got shoved over to cover the left. And then, and then we've got and a whole left centre back. didn't know where his man was. So, bad goal to concede. Really bad tactic. Really as bad well. to concede. Again, the highlight, well, the highlight of the singing, singing back to Scunthorpe fans. Yeah, you're how, nothing how special. Bad, we how, lose every yeah. week. You know, bad to see. But the only bright spot from yesterday, Davis Henderson, who looked like he actually wanted to be there. Yeah. You know, looked like he was up for it. Tasting his first piece of action, I think, since October. Done really well. Won a penalty. Their man got a book in. And I said to you, he's going to drill this down the middle. You just see it. See it in his run-up. I run don't up. know how you see it, but you called it right. Just could see it in the run-up. Head down, not even looking. I said to Paul, he's going to hit this bang in the middle. He did, scored. Could see him score a goal. Yeah. Still had a goal scorer. So at this point, I was thinking, if we get another goal in the next 10 minutes, we could it could be game on here. Um, Hedges was brought on for Pritchard. That was the right sub. Maybe yeah. slightly too late. Um, and Mooney for Lundstrom. Again, for me, definitely too late. And then... To add salt into the wound, they made it 4-1. Yeah. They split it. They played the ball behind the defence. They split the defence open. Good finish from their man. For me, <laughs> for me, Woods was at fault for that. Even though he didn't let a ball slip through his fingers or slip through his hands, he, he always shows the forward too much of the far post. And for me, he should be better positioned. So Borgia should have closed his down man quicker, to be fair. But he, if you go back and look at the Colchester goal when we played them at home, there's almost a carbon copy of that goal where Woods shows his man too much of the um, far post. And his man, to be fair, it was a great finish, mm. but that just put that just put the icing on the cake as far as Scunner Fort were concerned. And that led to a huge exodus. Yeah, didn't it? I haven't seen an exodus like that in a couple yeah. of years. Literally, everyone just thought, sod this, we stayed. I, I, I would have gone if it hadn't been for the fact I was going in the supporters club after oh, okay. to sell the badges. Well, Otherwise, I'd have gone. No, so I, I, know, I know people that were leaving at 50 minutes. Yeah, we saw a few minutes. people walk out at 3-0, didn't we? Yeah. There's a few left. But I, don't bl- I don't blame them. You pay you pay your money to watch it and, and you're rewarded with that. It, it's, and these were players that were in the team from last season. How have they suddenly gone so shockingly bad? Well, you no, go out there I, and I, show you... Pr- oh, no okay. leadership. No, no leadership, nothing. So... For me, I, I, I'll always stay. I always stay every match. Literally, I can't not leave. I, well, only once have I left early. That was Bournemouth away and we were 5-1 yeah, down. Yeah. Left on 57 minutes. But a terrible game, terrible day. We lose 4-1. Uh, 
Um, so we'll give our thoughts on that now. I'm quite looking yeah. forward to this because I haven't actually looked at Paul's notes. All right. Um, so Paul, do you want to give your views? Yeah, so um, the forced dawn of two back-to-back wins against Crawley and Yeovil have done nothing for us when we lose to a diabolical Colchester <laughs> United side and a Scunthorpe side who had four chances and scored them all, having not been able to train properly. The whole of January has been pretty much a shambles, though the whole season has, but especially January given the back-to-back wins. I think I think great point there is that people got really hopeful after Yeovil Yep. after Crawley yeah we scored seven goals in one in reply and we were like six points off the playoffs and at that point everyone expected a surge up the table yeah like, this is it playoffs here we come no. and it's just been worse alright yep. absolutely not good point players running around like headless chickens players Marty looking totally out of his depth and Lundstrom does what exactly he's no vision no dynamicism and puts poor passes to players who he shouldn't be passing to as they're usually being marked or closed down quickly kind of reminded me of a Matt Spring for those who remember him Hurry back, Lloyd James, please. Yep. Baldry today was poor, in my opinion. Two passes played out for a throw-in, under no pressure at all for one of them. Uh, he does the hard stuff well and the simple stuff difficultly. He was at fault for the third goal by not closing down. Perhaps he would be better playing as a defensive midfielder in front of the back four in a diamond formation, shielding them, driving forward like he likes to do, and if he gets caught out, he's cov- he'd be covered. I also don't think Cox has got involved enough and created enough. He's very anonymous a lot of the time. Very good on Twitter, though. <laughs> Shut up. My, my ideal team uh, in, in this scenario would be... Hang on. What formation would you play? I haven't seen this team yet. Is this as a 4-4-2 or as a... Four... With a diamond. In a, okay. In a diamond. Okay, so, the fact that we've only got Wooden Legends in, in goal, I'm going with Woods, yep. Erdley at right-back, Lowry, Cuthbert at centre-back, Sawyer at left-back... Cox on left wing with Vince Lowe and Baldry at central midfield um, with Hedges and Dagnall and one other up front. I'm undecided who would fill in that that other that other uh, spot. Um, Mate, you've got a problem with your team. You've got, you've got Cox, 12, you've got Vince Lowe, <laughs> King, Cox, Oh, sorry, Baldry, sorry, Baldry, Baldry. stroke Pritchard. Yeah, right. so... Yeah, yeah. yeah, and then Dagnall and one other up front. So... Post-match, you could tell Liverani was livid with the team. As at SE16-0 said, he looked furious. Good. Sadly, maybe it's a little too late. Still should save it for the dressing room. I thought we were better this week compared to last week as we tried at least tried a bit more. Perhaps the players now need to stop giving us BS media <laughs> snips. You could tell I was writing this really yeah. angrily. Uh, us BS media snips and actually deliver on the pitch. Enough is enough. The blame can only let the manager's door so much. Once the players cross the white line, it's down to them. And from what I understand from my friend who sits in the gallery, um, Liverani would call Cox over once to give him instructions and Cox was like, I don't understand what you're saying. Oh, really? Oh, Shrugging okay. his shoulders going, I don't understand. And we, and then, we had that last week, didn't and we? And then sort of sh- shooed his hand at him and was like, oh, just, just leave me to play. And then apparently he called Mooney out to, to go and warm up. Yeah. And then he called him back and he was talking to him. Mooney's like, I don't understand what you're saying. To, I don't understand what you're trying to tell me. Someone made a great point on Twitter yesterday that at half-time, the Scunthorpe subs were all training and they were being coached on what to do. weren't, yeah. Ours were just pissing about. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, that says an awful lot still. Um, having said that, I don't think Liverani is our man. I feel sorry for him. You could see the difference in the two teams. One had a manager experienced at this level who has brought in some players to support what he's trying to do and able to motivate the players. The other had a guy whose players are not motivated by him. And I think us as supporters have been very, very patient, but we need the players to reward that and up their game. Yeah, fair assessment. I enjoyed it. Um, my thoughts, I thought we'd actually win. I actually thought we'd win 2-1 prior I to did. the game. We played well for the first 10 minutes, but once the first goal went in, it knocked confidence out of our team. 
Woods was at fault for me for the second, which I can't believe hasn't been credited as a known goal, uh, and also the fourth. Um, and yeah, Woods has a nasty habit of showing forwards far posts, and they punish him. Second half, we conceded early again. So that's happened in three out of the last four matches, conceding an early goal in the second half. And I just don't understand Liverani's tactics when he cha- when he's, he's chasing the match. Cox is completely ineffective behind the front two, and there was no protection for Sawyer. Hedges, for me, should have started. Henderson must start next weekend after, after this performance yesterday. And we, for me, we really are lacking a good attacking central midfielder. Uh, right and Lundstrom, completely ineffective. Fans... For me, I can sense that fans have lost patience now. Um, and I think the big thing is, and I think I've mentioned this before, is that everyone at the moment feels so disconnected from the club. People feel like it's not their club anymore. Yeah. And like it's been taken away from them. And that is where the real problem's coming from. You know, if we had a chairman who was communicating with us every week and a CEO who was putting messages out there saying, look, don't worry, this is what we're going to do and this is our aim and we're doing this, then people could cope with it more. But at the moment, there is nothing coming from the club. FB... Completely anonymous. Yeah. Angel, and is it Angelero? Yeah. You know nothing from him. Yeah, it's because his English is not confident in his English. Doesn't it? matter. Get a translator in. Yeah. Does well, he's not part of PA apparently is very is bilingual and very good. So for for me, it's, it's just that you know Hearn was never people's cup of teas, but at least, at least with Hearn, you'd he'd respond to fans on Twitter. If they called him out, he would respond to some, and yeah. you knew where you were with Hearn. Yeah. Well, these guys. People don't know where they are, and that is where the problem's coming from. Yeah. And that needs to be sorted immediately. Yeah. You know, um, so player ratings. Day. So player ratings. So this was mine, but I don't know if you've put any. No, I've not. So touched them. feel free to object or disagree or whatever. Woods two, you were at fault for two goals. Sawyer, I thought you'd done all right. Sawyer, you got four. You had no protection in the second half. I'd give him a five because he wasn't. Yeah, it was. No it protection. was a bit of an average, yeah. average game. So yeah. it wasn't really his fault. Clark three, you weren't great. You put your head in there a few times though. So fair play. Baldry three, as good as you yeah. were for some points. As Paul said, you were bad for others. Omo two, doesn't like the same on Mazuzi as last no, it season. Doesn't, yeah. Really doesn't. Cox three, not your fault, Dino, but stop playing in that hole, mate. Does not work. Lundstrom two, not sure what you do, mate. I can pass it sideways. Vincelo four, <laughs> chased, chased everything down, but he looked a bit off the pace he and got a bit sh- disinterested. Got shoved off a few times, didn't they? Yeah, they, but they put two men on him. They, they were because they did their they homework. homework. Absolutely, they, they, they scouted. Oh, scouted! And, and they watched us. I don't know. I don't, if I don't, the Italians are familiar with. I don't. I don't. I don't know what the scouting is that you're speaking about, mate. Um, Pritchard too poor, but playing out of position. It's like me being on the pitch. I don't know what to do if I was playing in this position. Dagnall four. Chased everything, and he was very unlucky with the early effort. But again, if you haven't got any service, then what? Then what yeah. can you do? I'm probably up him to a five because he does. Okay, uh, his work ethic is absolutely amazing. Fine. I agree with you on the next one though. Plaza one, poor and outrageous effort. You only get the one Plaza because you had a lovely red hairband in. Oh, well, he, he won a few headers. <laughs> yeah. To be fair, he done all right. He done uh, well. No, he didn't. But, do right. He won a few headers, but, but the audacity to have a shot from about forty yards out when you're and I did say to you, rubbish. he's not puffing out. Out of his backside, which he's got his match so fitness, he's obviously yeah. got a bit fitter. Um, Henderson six looked good, direct, strong, got his goal. For me, must start next week. So, we tweeted after the match. Um, taxi for Liverani question mark. Yeah, uh, and a few of your replies. Again, we can't include them all, but we've included uh, what we about can. Fifty million of them. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but keep them coming because we yeah. love them. And, you know, this is what the podcast is about. All different people's views and engaging Orient fans. So, at Con Murray said. I think we'd be better off preparing for life in League 2 than trying to rescue this dying season. Squad clear-out needed. At Kai Showing, reckon it's beyond doubt now. We're a club in crisis. You can't have 11 individuals play against the team and win. 
Absolutely. At Mr. Peter Simpson said, get rid of the players. I would only keep Dagnall, Mooney, Cox and Vincelo. A clean slate is needed and there's only so much Liverani can do. Agree. At Josh Pavett, for the first time in my life, I've left Orient early. What a load of rubbish. Nice to meet you yesterday as well. Thanks for buying a badge. Absolutely. At Pank P. 007, couldn't go to the game today, but I watched Columbo instead, and not even he could solve this tragedy. That absolutely brilliant. Mate, that made brilliant. me laugh when that came through. It did. Brilliant. Um, at Owen Chisholm 21, easiest three-point Scunthorpe will pick up all season. Nothing special, but they didn't need to be. We were dire. Totally yeah. agree. At Mike Brown Music, uh, so Clark has got to go. How he's in front of Lowry is beyond me. Yeah. He's awful. He can't organise the back four. All he does is clap the fans. Maybe a bit harsh. Maybe a bit harsh. <laughs> That's brilliant. I hadn't seen that. Yeah, fantastic, Mike. At Ben LOFC, if you're in a relegation dogfight, is a new manager with broken English and no League One experience really going to get us out of this? Absolutely. That's a great, no. that's a great point. And for me, Scunthorpe done so much better than us earlier in the season in terms of they sacked their manager and they replaced him with Mark Robbins who was out of work, had managed at a higher level, knew the league and knew what was required and now they're like five, six points ahead of us. Uwe Rosler and Brian McDermott are out of work still. Just saying. Uve, yeah, I think Brian McDermott's scouting for someone. That's all right. I'm sure he'd rather. Take I'd want Uve, Uve, mate. I'd take Uve in a heartbeat. Um, anyway, at Steve Edwards, forty-three. So people keep saying we aren't good enough, but nine of those players either either playing or a sub in the playoff final. Great point, and that's all about leadership and you know putting yourself on the line out there. Yeah, at PDR one triple one two defending today was shocking, especially the third goal. No one going towards the player crossing the ball in. Yeah, exactly similar to what Paul said. Yeah, yeah. great point. At Dunmark, said it's hard to see where we go from here, apart from League Two. Uh, manager has lost the dressing room and players have lost heart. Yeah, at mid-table obscure, 99 problems and our keepers won. And someone Brilliant. replied saying, and our keepers too, because both yeah. legends there, yeah, that's funny. Yeah. yeah, great tweet there. Um, at LOFC underscore Matos. Said quite possibly the worst Orient performance I've ever seen. That was absolutely atrocious. You should have seen Colchester last week then, mate. Um, <laughs> Jason D at Jason Dio six five seven six one six five two. We have we have the rot. No way back this season. Can only hope things are sorted by August in Division Two. Very sad. Yeah, absolutely terrible. So people not positive at all. As no. you know, why would you be after a four one defeat? So Guardian Orient after Saturday's match put out their interview. Um, with Liverani and this caused yeah. a bit of a stir so Did, we'll, yeah. we'll quote a bit of it um, but it's well worth quoting um, so Liverani said via a translator said I am not leaving a sinking ship and I will never res- resign from this job what never <laughs> no, <laughs> uh, get a payout. I will speak to the owner during the week and I want to be clear about one thing we are not changing and if we sink we sink all together with the players and staff at the end of the season so there's no problem with that really I think that's a fair enough first part of an interview yeah um, but interesting what he says next though he goes on to yeah. say I never asked a player to play for me the players are mature enough to play for themselves and the club and not for me it's quite Jose Mourinho-esque that yeah, absolutely I think that's a fair enough comment you know like you said once you cross the right line play for yourself and your professional pride if you don't that's like that's what manager. I was saying before we come on air wasn't it that, yeah. that you, you play for your, yourself your family your friends your pride and your professionalism absolutely and, and the it, fans and this is where the interview gets interesting yeah. so the Italian began by attacking his players for not supporting him and being disruptive since he took on the job in December so Liverani said this is the worst game since I've been in charge we played without guts heart courage or anything so yeah. since I arrived I've heard a lot of players moaning there's always someone who wants to have a say on everything but then it's not shown on the pitch 
The problem I see is most of the players come and complain and knock at my door asking for explanations on why they don't play, but then they don't show their values on the pitch. That is outrageous. That's a very good point. Liverani continued to say, from now on things are changing and there are no more days off during the week and there will be double training. I would have changed 11 players today if I could. As I said to the players, we have reached the bottom. But one thing I've learned in my life is when you're at the bottom, you can either stay there or only get better. So he ends on a positive. He's quite clever with the way he's no... ended that interview. So you're, what, you're, what, are your, what, are your, what are your views on that? I've got no problem with what he said there. He's obviously really, really thoroughly annoyed. He's got players complaining that they're not playing. So he plays them and they act like an absolute shower of, of dog's mess. They are absolutely atrocious. And actually, I think they ought to be ashamed of themselves for putting in some of the inept performances that they are putting in. Granted, if you can't understand what the manager is saying to you, all right, that's not good. But that doesn't mean that you, you misplace passes, that you're out of position, because you know, having played with everybody last year, roughly where you're going to be. You know who the danger players in yeah. their team are. You know when they're attacking that you've got to go and close the ball down. Yeah, yeah, you don't stand yeah. there and wait for them to put the ball in and then hope that your mate behind you wins the ball in the air or the keeper comes out to rescue it. You actually have to go and close stuff down. You can't be doing things and making so many mistakes and thinking, don't worry, we'll get away with it. Or like last season, all right, you've scored one. All right, fine, we'll go and score two and win the match. Because yeah. that's not happening anymore. For me... I don't think he should have made that so public. For me, I completely agree with what he said. Yeah. But there's, you say that in the dressing room, and then you come out, and when you get questioned on it, you go, look, that was terrible. I've dealt with it. It won't happen again. Yeah. You draw the line. He's maybe been a bit too honest and a bit too naive. You know, if players knocking down his door, moaning, ship, ship him out. Or like you said earlier, if Cox is putting his hands up at him and fobbing him off, if that's me, I take Cox off. And I say via my translator, don't you dare do that again to me, I'm your manager. If you do it again, you're out, mate. Wouldn't accept that at all. Yeah. So, very interesting. But the thing with that is, if you try and get angry and give the players a real rollicking, the fact is, when you're, if I'm talking to you in Italian now, and I'm showing all the passion, all the anger in my head, when the translator comes to Doesn't translate, come yeah. all the translator's going to yeah. do is, the manager says, you are very bad people and you should do what he says. Absolutely. Very he completely strange. loses it. So it's, it's, it is very difficult. Yeah. Um, so your thoughts on this? So, at Chris Holmes said, what has he shown to be manager of a club in a League One relegation battle? Um, that was it, yeah. Liverani lovers answer me that question. Yeah. yeah, that's what he's saying. Bradley at Bradley Ackers ninety five. We have four managers and none of them got this team playing well consistently. So is it the manager's fault or the players? Yeah. So maybe you know did last season's success has that gone to the players' heads? Great question. Um, at RD Manda, not going to make a lot of friends with those kind of comments. Directed by to Francesco Bichetti, I think. Surely the players have already been told this. Yeah, at F underscore Beavis. He's right, players fall. I like Liverani. He has some good tactics and shows passion. Time for certain players to shape up. Yeah, at Nicky Clark Ailes. So Liverani clearly cares. Wish I could say the same about the players. Yeah, great point. At SE16, he looked furious. Good. Sadly, maybe it's too little too late. Still should save it for the dressing room. At Orient Dave, a total embarrassment. Get him out of our club now. Yeah, at PM three one nine seven zero, Liverani needs to go. Not got a clue on tactics. Yeah, at Euro Orient, the massive disconnect between an inexperienced manager who doesn't know England and League One players. Blame Bichetti. Yeah, Boom. absolutely. So currently Boom. we sit twenty. Uh, we played twenty seven. 
Uh, we've only won six. We've lost eight. Uh, sorry, drawn eight, lost 13. We've got 26 points. We've got a goal difference thanks to that game now of minus eight. However, we are still only three points from safety. We have a much better goal difference than Crew. So if we okay. win next week at Rochdale... And they lose. And Crew lose. Out, Crew yeah. got hammered yesterday, 5-0. Did they? By Milton Keynes, yeah. So... You know, as bad as it is, you know, twenty third is rubbish. Yeah. We could be out of it next yeah. week, or you know, so it it changes from game to game. Uh, a chilling stat: we have thirty four points less than we had at this stage last season. Yeah, that is incredible. Yeah. After this stage last season, we had sixty points. Now we have twenty six. Terrible. That not is not bad. not too many positives this week, but Henderson returning and and yeah, beast mode. Um, and Hedges looking lively was were two positives we drew this week. Yeah, negatives. We could be all day. Um, but just so we're going to be very quick with it. Liverani's tactics. Haven't seen any evidence that he can change a game. I don't know what his second half tactics were. Woods, another bad display. His confidence must be shot after that. I hope they spend all week building his confidence up and that goalkeeping coach should start earning his money. Um, and the last negative for us, there's a really bad feeling at the club at the moment. It feels like we are on a downward spiral. That there's no escaping. Yeah, you need strong leadership from the top, which I don't think we've got, unfortunately. Absolutely. You know, again, if anyone of any importance listens to the podcast, you know, get in contact with us, Angelo or Mr. Bashir. Yeah, I'd love to have you on to get your views across. Yeah. So we play Rochdale away next week. They're seventh in the league, doing very, very well. Uh, they've played twenty six games. Uh, which is one less than us. They've won 11, though, drawn five and lost 10. They've got 38 points, so safe journey to all those travelling. Uh, there's a lot of dedicated fans that are actually doing that. Um, people I spoke to in the supporters club yesterday, Dan, uh, people may know him as the guy that wears um, Leighton Orient's number one fan, I think it is, on the back of his shirt. Malcolm, his dad, Michael, and, and all that gang that are going up there, and I think Rob Stone and Chris Smith will probably head up there, so it's, Everybody who's going, safe journey. We're going to have to score two goals next week because you know Calvin Andrews is going to score. He won't. He won't. How that geezer's even still playing football, I don't know. It, he it, was shocking for us. He scored yesterday against Jamie Jones, which tells you all you need to know about it. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Monday night. What's worse? Monday Calvin night Andrew. is oh. transfer deadline night. Well, tomorrow night is uh, transfer deadline night. And there's rumours around that we are signing Larnell Cole from Fulham on loan tomorrow. He's a central midfielder. Good pedigree. Yeah, he was at United. He's went to Fulham in January. Signed for Manchester United for those that aren't so sure about the United part. He yeah, was, uh, as opposed to Carlisle United, he was signed from <laughs> Manchester United, um, and then Fulham paid a fee for him in January last year. He had yeah. uh, a loan spell out MK um, Dons. at MK yeah. Dons, but has now returned. So, yeah, we'll we'll see we'll see if that happens. For me, that we really need a, a good central midfielder alongside um, alongside Vince Lowe. So yeah, good to see. So, yeah, so yesterday on the last night on the forum, um, I'm sure those of you that look at the forum will, will have seen a post by um, somebody detailing quite a lot about what's actually gone on uh, between the uh, behind the scenes, so to speak. So, earlier before we uh, came on air, uh, we caught up with the uh, with the author of that uh, of that posting, and um, here we go. So here we are uh, at this part of the podcast where we have, uh, joining us now live on the phone, um, many people will know him as Living uh, Orient Legend on the, on the message board <laughs> forums, um, as the pandemonium uh, fanzine editor and seller outside the West End uh, at most games. Uh, we are now joined on the phone, as I say, by, by Matt Roper. Matt, welcome to the show. Thanks for joining us. Good evening. Hi, guys. Um, yeah, so yesterday evening on the forum, 
forum, um, there was a lot of information put up by the uh, put up about sort of certain goings on at the club. What what can you tell us about sort of the origins or, or sort of how that came about to being on there? What what sort of made that be put on there? Well, basically, guys. I mean, as a fan, as an editor, I can tell you over twenty years. You know, you get you get tons of rumours, you get tons of supposition from fans and obviously people you know that have been close to at, at the club over a number of years. People that are still there, people that are you know not there, and you know you talk to certain players and you talk to certain people within the media and you talk to various people, and it, it, it's just been concerning. I think for all fans, firstly, can I say? You know, sort of both on and off the pitch. You know, sort of our records uh, since Wembley, if you like. And uh, it, it's just been very, very concerned over the last couple of weeks that, that you know, there have been certain rumours um, about the way the sort of club has been managed, if you like, I think. And, and, and there seems to be some sort of mismanagement there and that, you know, basically we're not really going in the right direction uh, on or off the pitch. That's that sounds that sounds I think a reasonable thing that everybody's been thinking. So there was a lot of um, there was a lot of information that, that's put out there that's that's obviously um, everybody that, that reads the forums would be aware of. It caused quite quite a fuss last night. But but what's um, what's been the upshot of that for you today? Um, I mean, I, I, I feel like a football agent on transfer deadline day because sort of since. Since Friday, my, my, my phone and my email has just, has just not stopped. I mean, it's, it, it, it is quite crazy that, you know, sort of uh, someone who just really supports the club, is a, you know, and it's just a fan and then it can sort of get caught up so much in the, in, in, in the club's dealings. But obviously it's a club that I love, uh, uh, along with many fellow supporters. But, but really, uh, it, it's just been a case that, uh, you know, maybe some things that, that, that have been put out there. Unfortunately, with with a, with a lot of things like this, people then build on rumours and allegations. Uh, and, you know, some will be true, some will be not true. Uh, and you know, these things usually catch catch light like wildfire. Supporters are, uh, you know, you know what supporters are like with, with football clubs. They're, they're, they're great for stories when it's transfer sort of windows and, and, and this type of thing. And unfortunately, we're we are in a situation at the moment as a club. I think where you know, there are numerous stories and rumours that, that are circulating. Unfortunately, not many happy uh, ones or, 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 or ones to do with the, the club's possible success. And unfortunately, it's, it seems to be all bad press at the moment. But um, there doesn't seem to be too much fallout at the moment. And, and, and what I want to sort of make sure is that the fans do stick together. They stay unified. And, and, and that we can try and sort of, you know, either as a club, either as fans or either us all together, make sure that we do pull the club out of the, the, the sort of mess that it seems to be in at the moment. OK, Matt, so what, so what made you put out the email or the post last night? Was it frustration at the game yesterday or was it just you just got to a point where you just thought, sod this, I'm just going to get it out there? Or? I, think, I think it was really, I mean, uh, you know, I mean, I think the fans, you know, there are certain things uh, that I've always said, um, you know, no matter who the, the chairman, no matter who the manager is, no matter who the club is, I think there's always certain things that the fans deserve to know at any football club and, and I think most supporters, as I'm sure you guys would agree, that football fans certainly don't get enough information. Now, you know, this is, a, this is if you like, uh, unfortunately football is now a business and it is a, a private limited company um, and, and, and therefore, that, you know, the company owners, whoever they happen to be and whatever football club they choose to be, you know, do, do not have 
all, all the fans will be like, don't have a divine right to know everything that is going on. However, this this is a you know a totally different entity, and it is a, you know the business is football, and, and obviously the lifeblood of any club is the fans, no matter who owns the club. So I, I don't think it was really brought out frustration. I think it was I think it was the fact that you know we were sort of reaching a, a point in the season where things didn't certainly didn't seem to be going right, as, as I've said, and I think you know fans would all agree with that. And we, and we really sort of are at a point where, you know, maybe in terms of both on and off the field, you know, this could be quite a critical point in, in Orient's history, um, so soon under the under the new owner's control, and that perhaps fans did deserve a little bit more information about, uh, you know, either what was going on or not, whether that happened to be rumour-based or, or fact. And, and I suppose, you know, some fans will agree, some fans won't agree, uh, you know, but, but obviously, uh, as fans, we're probably all rightly concerned with how our club is run. Um, you know, everything right down from how does the, the the tea lady serve the tea right up to the chairman in the boardroom, and, and that will always be. And I think we need to to keep an open mind as to where we're going as a club, but you know, also that we are a club possibly in trouble. I wouldn't use the word crisis. Uh, you know, as far as I know, we are completely financially secure, but. Uh, you know, obviously, like anyone would say, is that you know, in 35 weeks you can't go from being on the on the cusp of a, a championship side to where we are now, and, and and rightly that's concerning for all fans. So there was some quite, ast- I suppose, what what most fans would probably be saying would be quite astounding statements that you made in there with with implications. So it was quite a serious piece of um, information that you, that you'd put out there. Uh, obviously, that's been taken down. Who told you to take that down? Well, I, I, I requested that because I, I had a I, I had information yesterday that it, it was sort of either. Uh, not necessarily putting staff in trouble, but I, I think obviously on the base of the, on the base of yesterday's game as well, and, and the performance and, and, and the upset amongst the fans about uh, of the defeat at home to Scunthorpe is that obviously the club wasn't a particularly nice place to be yesterday, and I think obviously any statement that I previously made was probably just compounding that. So um, you know, sort of better part of Valor. Um, was to sort of try and suppress, not suppress the information because the information was then out there, yeah. but certainly not to add any a, a, any misery to uh, you know just to, to the club's fortunes as well. I mean, obviously, you know, uh, uh, being a, a long term or or in supporter and what I want to look out for the best for the club and its supporters, uh, I want to always try and do whatever I believe will help. Yeah. Um, you know, now obviously if if you know some of the sort of rumours and some of the stories going around you know if that's going to make things worse well then, then there's maybe a time and a place for, for those particular stories and or allegations to come out so Absolutely. You know, again we need to be mindful of exactly where we're going as a group of supporters where the club is going as a club but, but also to you know have a look at as, as to why possibly it, it, it's going wrong in the first place and what we can all do to, to ensure you know the, 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 the safeguards of Lake Orient Football Club and the supporters you know for the next hundred odd years Absolutely so so to kind of wrap it up then to, to sum it up I mean where do you see it going like would you you know have you got a message for Alessandro or Mr Bichetti in terms of where, not, that they, not that they listen Yeah I just, I just think I, mean, I, I, I still I still believe that you know, the, the, the new owners, Mr. Bichetti and, and, and Alessandro and everyone connected with the club, I still believe that they, you know, that they always have been and that they want to be successful. And, I, and, and as I said to 
many fans of the game yesterday that, you know, I, I believe they can be successful. You know, there is certainly a passion there to, to buy a League One football club and to be successful. I think they've readily admitted that they've made mistakes. Uh, and unfortunately, you know, football is a harsh business. And when you make mistakes, uh, you know, certainly uh, if you like in, a, in, in lower division football, those mistakes can be punished quite, quite severely. I mean, obviously, no one, uh, you know, no fan is happy with our current league position, uh, and I'm sure the new owners aren't either. Um, you know, in terms of where we go, I, I think we are, you know, sort of very dead on our feet, if you like, in, in terms of the playing side. Uh, and I do draw some comparisons with, with the unfortunate 94-95 season. Now, you know, whether or not, um, you know, we're not mathematically relegated, uh, you know, we are only a couple of points off. And, and what I'd like to see happen immediately is some unity amongst the fans to get Brisbane Road rocking again for the, you know, the home games, to ensure that away games are well supported and, and, and to try and make sure we can, we can stave off what I think would be uh, I, I say a disastrous relegation, uh, and, and I, you know, I don't stress the term disastrous, but I think you know, with, with the money that the new owners have already put into the club, and we, and we thank them for that, uh, uh, you know, a uh, uh, relegation to League Two, and, and the lack of TV money and the lack of gate money that, that will bring, uh, we obviously all know the pitfalls and the worries that that, that sort of thing can do. You know, when, when, when you have bigger money flowing into the club, so. Okay, I, I, I just think we, we, you know, we really try, you know, we really need to try and move on, which is very, very difficult when you're in that situation and, and fans aren't happy and, it, and it's a new owner. But there is no, I've seen no reason in the last sort of 35 years of watching football that, that we can't all get together and we can't make this work, you know, all as well. So there we have it from the man himself, Matt Roper. Um, obviously, you know, the, the post has been taken down. You know, we haven't got time to go through what it said, what it didn't say, but there were certain certain things on there that, that potentially could cause the club some problems if it's misconstrued or, or if it's read in the wrong way by, by the authorities or whoever else. So, you know, you, you've heard it here first from, from the man himself. He, he thought he was doing... Um, you know the fans a favour by providing Absolutely. some information. So yeah, um, in you do have all. to be careful, though, guys, on social media, on the forums. You're putting something down in writing; it has consequences. So absolutely. Um, just before we sign off for the week, um, someone got in touch with us earlier this week at O's Fan Zone, a new account that's been um, that's been set up, and he'd like us to just give him a quick shout. So get following that one if you can. So that's about it for this week. Thanks for joining us for episode number 27. Yeah, it was a follow-up to our dark uh, episode the dark, 26. Yeah, we should have started off with the bells again, I suppose. Because Ho- hopefully next week will be a, a fully-fledged commercial album full of yeah. highlights and pop hits. I'm just waiting for someone off Spotify to sue me or for someone <laughs> yeah. from the record label to sue me. So keep in touch with us. We look forward to hearing from you. Sing up for the boys. Keep calm. Listen to the Orient Outlook podcast and... Try and be as positive as you can. But that's it for this week. Sorry it's a super long one. Yep. Hopefully we'll be back to half hour, 40 minutes next week. Yeah, up the O's. Buy the badges. Come on. Up the O's. Oh.